All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, this is Jason Martinez from the Flyers Broadcast Network, and you're watching, listening to, enjoying. It's the best. Nasty Knuckles. Listening to Nasty Knuckles, the Hockey Outlaws Podcast, with your host, Derek Nasty Sotomayor, and former Philadelphia Flyer Enforcer, Riley Cote, as they go behind the scenes with your favorite NHL players. Time to face off. All right, welcome back. What's happening, Nasty? Fuck you. You know what's happening. <laughs> you dick. Ah. Same old stuff, Rigorelia. What's up with you, my man? Oh, uh, much. You got a fresh trim there? I did. It's horrendous. <laughs> I uh, like it. What am I going to do? Yeah, you like it? All right. That's all I've heard about for the last four and a half hours since we've been sitting here. High and tight. <laughs> High and little tight. Bangs, when I just little bangs. wanted it trimmed. Just. <laughs> Just the dead ends. I wanted the length a little bit. I didn't want the man bun, but I was wanted. But the lady was cool, and uh, yeah, I just got to deal with it. One of those things, man. I might just buzz her right down anyway. Think so? Yeah, maybe. Did you tip her? I did. Yeah. I did. I, you know, I'm a. You're, you guys always make fun of me because I tips. I, I'm a big tipper. Yeah, I but can't help it. but when you're not happy with the service, uh, you still it's tip? fine. I can deal with it, dude. Nothing's, help. Nothing's helping me, man. <laughs> it's not. It doesn't matter what Did I you do. Get a little color in there too. I, I no, no. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, me look like Neil Little. No, I had his glasses on earlier. You did, yeah, did. Yeah, the clear, the clear sides. Yeah, the clear, clear frames. The clear frames. He's put the mine tent. 
Oh yeah, you did have ten. So, like Ovi is first you know, year in the NHL. That's right. <laughs> he looked fast. <laughs> yeah, it's, it looked way faster. <laughs> I need that when I'm playing hockey. I want to be as quick as Debo. You know, speaking of hockey, yeah. did you recover from uh, our little men's league action after the Ye- Flyers game? Yeah, we had a great time with our buddies from Clear yeah. Rum. Um, that was fun. It was cool to play in the center again. I know you did it for real. Um, I was surprised how many people were actually sitting in that one section. It was almost full. I was kind of laughing. It was, it was a little wild, but then I got Carter Hart coming down and chirping me for missing all my one-timer when I Great save. I mean, the guy looked like Pasqua. What a save. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I got a little... tap and nasty. Whoa, let's settle A little down. bit of flutter Pumped on the, the pass. It, it might have been a little flutzy. The backhand sauce to you. But man. that guy, um, we've, I'm going to say, he had you wound up. But he did. when the puck was loose, I, went, I had a nice shot at a rebound. He literally took my legs out. And as I'm falling, I'm thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to, like, break my back because I'm old as dirt. Um, and he goes, yes, I will trip you so you don't score. Like, he said, I kind of laughed, and I'm like, all right, get up. And then then I finish. Then I tap one in, and I, like, said to him, what do you think now? He oh, goes, yeah, oh, karma. Karma's poetic, a bit. Poetic, poetic justice. justice. Yeah, I like that. So, but it was fun. It was fun to play. And um saw a few buddies from – from the team that I used to work with. They came over and said hi to yeah, us, you know, nice all the boys. So it was nice to see them. And um, it was a really good time. We had fun. Yeah. No, I had a, I had a good time too. And uh, it's nice to get on the ice as always, you know. Yeah. Time is limited. It's hard to get out there, especially most of these men's league games are late night. And I'm not s- ours. Snoozing. Not oh. ours, well. but you're snoozing late night for you is seven. Yeah. So it's true. You did make last week's game for, was... for Natty Ice, and we had a nice win there. Back to backs for me now. Yeah. Would you was... have a Hattie? Did you have a Hattie? I think you yeah. might have had a hat trick. No, I didn't. You I sure? I think maybe only a couple. Oh, Definitely yeah. a couple. not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Come back from six week hiatus. <laughs> Miami, where else were you? Jamaica, <laughs> like I don't know, Honolulu. You were yeah, not, you were that, not quite that far. But uh, yeah, it was nice, nice to get to play twice this week. Actually, yep. back to back, back to back Friday, yeah, so, yeah Sunday, good. Monday. Yep, um, you know, a little Flyers hockey. We, we yep. brought on Jason Martinez for episode ninety-six. We we'll get into a bunch of nuts and bolts of the Flyers hockey. But since our last episode, Flyers are one and three. Yeah, one and three. Um, um, we had uh, we lost to Tampa, New Jersey. Came back with a win against Colorado, even though their lineup was a little depleted. But so are the Flyers. Yep. Um, but still a good win nonetheless. And um, you know, last night uh, Washington uh, took the L there, but um, pretty good game. I was there with with Elvis, so enjoyed it. Yeah, and uh, JBR back yep, from, nice uh, to see from him the IR. Obviously, Lots has been back for 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 a couple games now. Uh, obviously, helping the squad out. Yeah, leadership. T- TK coming back. I think Ball yep. said it's been four games. He's got three goals and an assist. Yep. four points, four games. And obviously, you're missing that. And uh, hopefully, JBR can. You know, that's his first game in a while. But he'll. You know, he'll he'll get going here and get warmed up and. They need help scoring. Yeah. We know that. Yeah. We've talked about that a lot. I don't see that getting fixed anytime soon. You're going to have to score by committee and just find ways. I mean, there's no other way. Just keep the goals out and find a way to win 2-1, 3-2 hockey games. Uh, Carter's definitely keeping them in. He is uh, definitely. And Felix as well, like we said before. He's played well also, so. 100%. Um, If they can keep those goals down and and, the odd man rushes weren't as bad, I feel like, the last few games as they were earlier in the year. But, um, 
you know, it seemed like we were giving up a lot, a lot of, a lot of big block shots. As a matter of fact, TK had a couple last night in the same shift. They're um, uh, playing penalty kill, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to be uh, obviously on a Western trip here, starting when they were in Washington tonight. I think they, to, I think they leave today. They leave today. Yeah, yeah. Um, so some road games there. Hopefully they can muster up a couple wins, yep. stay healthy, always helps, and, uh, you know, see how that plays out for them. Exactly. Uh, anything else around the league you want to talk about, Nast? You got uh, a few things up your sleeve. Uh, you know, uh I feel like that Tage Thompson having four G's in the okay. first period last night wasn't too bad. I thought that was pretty wild. I actually saw night. that he had he had four goals, and then Elvis is like, in the first period. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, what? And then I saw it. I was like, wow. Yeah. Uh, I ended up, I guess, with five on the night. And um, Mitch Marner's 20-game uh, point streak. Not bad. Baller was talking about that already. Yeah, it's um, that's not bad. Not bad at all. It'd be nice to have a 20 20- 20-game point streak in any league. I wouldn't mind it. You don't have one in Natty Light? No, I do not. No? I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt you it. You forgot. <laughs> I doubt it. You no, it'd be, it'd be all over the media yeah. if I did. You know? <laughs> it would. Uh, it would. And then uh, uh, Bennington, Jordan Bennington there in St. Louis, a uh, couple little uh, blurbs from Chief and some antics. What are your thoughts on all that? I kind of like it. I, like I it know too. it's like... You know, they're up and down, man. Talk about up and down. It's yeah. like literally a roller coaster there. Um, I think Chief just wants him to stop the puck, and I'm sure Bennington wants to stop the puck. He's had a tough tough go lately. Um, but I kind of like a goalie with a little edge like that. I mean, it doesn't nothing really happens. He just walk, goes by the bench and says you guys are soft. Yeah, right. <laughs> nice way of putting it. Um I really don't mind it. I like when goalies get involved that way, but uh, you probably want to be more focused on playing and stopping the puck. Yeah. So, and it always reflects poorly when you aren't winning games. You know, exactly. what I mean, you, you can turn a blind eye to some of that stuff when you're winning games, right? Because right. it's just you know, it's just emotional, emotional game, emotional wins, all that good stuff. But once you're losing and you're a head coach and you, you got you know you have to yeah. make adjustments and you got to stop the bleeding somewhere. Um, there's no, you know, you don't have to look much further than your goalie, especially if he's, you know, he's he's been struggling. He's been struggling, yeah, and, and, and been then struggling. You know, if you're not stopping the puck and, and you're and you're being a little bit of a distraction, if you will, um, yeah. you got to nip that in the butt. So hopefully they can turn that around. They can get back to winning games. Yeah, I think they they won their Always last. Always wishing Chief so. the best. Yeah, exactly. And what else you got? Asked anything else? I think that's it. That's man. it. All right, I think we're ready to rock here. Let's do it. Episode 96, Creeping on Hundo. Big thanks to a couple of our sponsors here. DLI Commercial, Britt, Mazagati, National Construction Company, Nast. They do it all. They They, do. They do it all. Episode 96 is presented to you by Cureleaf. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted to this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Have questions? Google Cureleaf PA or stop by one of their 18 locations across the Commonwealth or visit cureleaf.com forward slash locations. Yes. Nast. Let's go. Let's go. Here we go. Welcome back. I'm Riley Cote. And I'm Derek Settlemeyer. And this week, we are very fortunate to have our good buddy who hosts the pre, the intermission, and the post game for the Flyers, as well as host of the Flyers Daily podcast, 
Mr. Jason Mertatis, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. I thought we were here to talk Formula One. I was ready to <laughs> talk F1. I know you do that as well. Yeah. That's right. You do it all, man. Well, they're in the offseason, so we'll give you a pass. How yeah. you doing, bro? I'm doing good, man. It's just uh, you know trying to get through another season, and I think it's been intriguing what's going on, even though you know wins are always intriguing, but just the presence of torts, I think, makes everything very different, but in a good way. Right. Yeah. I mean, you've been communicating with them quite a bit. Um, I know you had a podcast with them yesterday, the day before. I mean, um, you know, what's your relationship like with them? And, and, and like, what are you seeing um, from your perspective of how he's influenced the team so far? Well, I'm, you know, it's weird because when you th- kind of think the same way as somebody, you know, you your assumption is the relationship is good. I don't know how he'd answer the question. He'd probably say, I don't know. I don't have a relationship with him. He's a guy that I talk to once in a while. But, right. <laughs> um I, I love the way his approach just even before he was here, I always thought that it made sense for him to be here. And then you couple that with the timing that he is here, mm-hmm. because I think everybody needs a, you know, a big mirror held in front of him right now. And, and we know that's what torts does. Um, and sometimes you won't like the reflection and that's important. Um, we talked to him before every game, you know, you know, the meetings we have with a head coach before the game and they're very off the cuff and, some of the stuff is just context for us. Some of it is stuff we can use on the air, and some of it certainly is neither. So um, we have really frank discussions about players, about different elements of the game and what they're trying to do on and off the ice. And I just think that, you know, the honesty that he comes with every day and the the accountability, for him that's not like a catchphrase. For us that is. Yeah. Like, well, i got to be accountable. You know, that's easy to say, hard to live. Right. And I think he forces guys to live it you know, as, as best he can. And it's not easy forcing that with today's athlete. So mm-hmm. um, I've really enjoyed covering him. I think he's a, a genuine guy. You know, he's a dog lover. Yeah. You know, yeah. all those things. Like, he's a real dude. Yeah. So I, I really I really enjoy covering him. I've covered some good guys. I mean, Lavi, we had a blast with Lavi. Mm-hmm. Um, similarities, but some differences, too. I felt like Lavi was a little bit more serious all the time with, with torts. When kind of he's in off mode, he's a real laid back, like moves slow, chill guy, you know. So I, I really enjoy kind of being around him. And theoretically, the way he talks about the game, I agree with. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And I was just going to say, like, you know, Nasty and I have talked about this a bunch. Like when they when they signed towards, like we thought it was a good fit, obviously, from his, from his past and all that. How do you see – I mean, the Flyers start off well – probably won some games they shouldn't have probably because of Carter Hart but how do you see this thing sustaining itself um you know o- over the course of the rest of the season here um with torts behind the bench and knowing how he is you know especially when things get a little rocky do you see him being able to you know maintain his composure and yeah I think I think that's been a big question you know you see it a lot on social media especially through the 10 game winless skid yeah um going, eh, this isn't what Torts thought he was getting into. He's going to walk. Then where are we? And so I think that's baloney because yeah, I think he knew walking. exactly what he's walking Sure, into. he yeah. did, yes. Yeah, he did. And, you know, I talked to him on the pod yesterday, and, you know, one of the things he talked he loves teaching. Hmm. And he's done more of that this year than ever before, shown more video, more teaching. He's called the league young and dumb. And to some extent, yeah. he's right because the middle class is kind of gone right yeah, now. Right. I think it'll come back. But um, – for, as far as him not get, getting something that he didn't expect, I think that's baloney. Yeah. And 
I think he understands. You look at his history. I think there was this notion that he was going to come in here and take a team that was well below average and have it fighting for a wild card spot. Yeah. That never happens where he goes in year one. In year one, he goes and weeds out. And none of his teams have ever knocked on the door of a wild card in year one. It's about finding out who's who, who's part of the solution, who's part of the problem, who's part of the problem that we have to get out of here immediately, mm-hmm. and how do we replace them. And then we have this arc that we go on of he makes the playoffs in full year two of a full season and arcs towards however high he can get. In Tampa, that was a cup. Yep. It took four years, and he was there for six. In New York, that was a conference final, and in Columbus, got to a couple of second rounds. So where that arc goes remains to be seen, but he defies the logic of, you know, kind of the way people think. But everybody thinks he's a tyrant and yeah. he's going to burn. He burns hot and he's going to burn out quick. But the average tenure of an NHL coach is 2.4 years. His average tenure, if you take out Vancouver, is over five years. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's a, 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 he's a bit of an anomaly. Yeah, in that way. right. Yeah, I mean, he's, uh, he's had a good track record. And I think he's, say, softened a little bit. Over time, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it's not the right word, but I mean, evolved. I think he's yeah, yeah, I think right. He's evolved, learned, yeah, exactly. Like uh, we had Jay Rosehill on last week, and he he was under torch only for some camps, but he said he he's amazed at how he has evolved. With as Rosie put it, the, the, it's a little softer now than it used mm-hmm. to be. Um, the game's obviously different from when he had him in Tampa. That was years and years ago, but. Uh, I think that's a perfect word. He's evolved, and and even Michael Delzato told us that. Yeah. Uh, when we had him on, he goes, "Man, he goes, he's a lot different than when I had him in New York when I was mm-hmm. a kid. He's like, he's a lot calmer. You know, he still gets on you. More tactical. Yeah. yeah. He, he yeah. gets on you when he should, and coaches should be able to do that anyway. That's what makes me laugh sometimes. But, where you know, that's I, the funny thing. Like yeah. when they hired him, and I, I know that Dubinsky put out like, "Oh, pray for the Flyers players," and a lot of people had that same mentality, like. Oh shit! You got to deal with this guy, right? And you know, players, you know, elite athletes. You guys have been around him enough, Riles. You were one. Like they're not used to being pushed. Yeah. How do you get there without <laughs> yeah, being right? pushed? Like seems so th- odd. Eh? Yeah, they're like, this is foreign. Like, how are you going to push it, an elite athlete? Well, how do you think he became an elite? You yeah. don't come out of the womb and just be able to like you know go up and down the ice. Right. I got news for you. Connor McDavid had to push mm-hmm. to yeah. get to where he is, and Ovi, and, and the great players, and they all do. So putting a guy, pushing a guy to uncomfortable levels, I think for some guys is is welcomed. Right, hundred oh, yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah sure. you want that. You want that. Yeah. You yeah. should want. that. Yeah, you should want that. That's how you yeah. maximize you know? your, your your team. And, your and if you don't want that, I don't want you. Yeah, well, that's it, right? <laughs> and I think that's what he's. Bingo. Figure, yep. Figuring out yeah. right now with the team. Yeah, and I think I think too like a lot of Torts's track record, what it appears to the general public, is based on his media blurbs, right? So like that's all they see. They don't mm-hmm. see him behind closed doors and having yeah. communication with their players. And you have other coaches. I know like John Stevens, for example, even Hack. They get you know get knocked on for not being um, you know overly dramatic on the bench, showing emotional mm-hmm. and stuff. But you don't think all these these coaches push their players as well, just in different ways. I mean, that's just what that's what coaches do. Um, but I Hack think, was as serious as a heart attack, when, right? Yeah, when it was time, yeah, right. no doubt. He wasn't going to be going crazy on the bench because his his way of doing things was, hey, if the leader is out of control, then how do the people that I'm Leading. That's exactly how they react. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and some guys like the Torts, he'll t- he'll mf you up and down the bench if you you don't do something right. 
but Slavy would different. too. Oh, yeah. you know, oh, yeah, like he Lavi would. would too. Yeah, you know that you were down there. Yeah, but. so I mean, it's it's just the you got to be who you are. You yeah, can't be right. fake, right? That's right. it. I mean, if you have a coach that's trying to message you and it's all bullshit and fake, and you're like, "Am I allowed to curse?" Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Because um, yeah. I'm going to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if they're I'm not being gonna. authentic to who they are, yeah. As a person, you see that, and you're like, this dude's phony. Yeah, yeah right. He's well, trying to be who we liked watching or something. I yep. used to have friends, like, you know, around when, when that hack was here, and they would be like, oh, like, he's just, he's too stoic on a bench. I'm like, are, wait, do you go underneath and get into the yeah. locker room? Do you know what he does? Like, you have no idea. Like, yeah. if he, like you just said, if he's out of control on the bench and he's mm-hmm. your leader, <laughs> there's a funny story about G where the hack, we had a, we were waiting on a review for the refs and he's got everybody over at the bench he goes listen whichever way it goes let's just keep going we're playing well stay yeah. with it and he, if guys get are real quiet and G goes if it doesn't go our way I'm gonna fucking lose it it cuts attention and Hack even started laughing it was pretty funny but yeah. But yeah, you're right. You're a phony if you're if you're yeah. acting one way and you're not one way. That's just be authentic. Be yeah, authentic, yeah, hundred percent. Because that's one of the things like John Stevens like really really kind of drilled into me was like maintaining composure. To your point, like mm-hmm. if the leader is composed and, and and calm, that trickles down to the rest of them. You know, there's a time to get yeah. worked up. Obviously, you know, you were playing sports here, but um, that was the one thing I took away from John Stevens, and that was like, that's his character, right? He's yeah. he, you know he gets fired up, but he but he picks his battles of when he shows it and how he shows it, you know, and then, you know, behind closed doors. I mean, right. you be, be careful, you know, put, put your helmet back on between periods. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You should be flying. But, um, you know, that was one thing that I appreciated is because it's so true. And I take that into my, my parenting. It's like if, if I'm frazzled and showing yep. a lack of composure, you don't think my kids are going to be, like, following mm-hmm. the leader here? And, and, and yeah, you know, something happens down. at the house and, like, the electricity goes out and you start freaking out, like, oh, my God, you know. Like, the kids are going to be like, oh, my God, this is the worst thing to ever happen. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No big deal. Let's right. pump the generator on. Yeah. Don't worry. You know the uncrustables aren't going to go bad. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know all that. You're good <laughs> to go. Not to eat those. Yeah. <laughs> no. limits, anyways. <laughs> Not at your house. No. Oh, oh man. man, that's great. Yeah. No, that that's uh, totally right on that. You hit the nail on the head with with torts there. Um, Jason, what what are your thoughts? Like, I know you you love goalies. You're a bit of a goaltender. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> retired, but yeah. Yeah, retired, but uh, Carter Hart's play. This year, there's two elements of it, of what I've seen from him that I love. It's a the on ice execution and style differences, and then the mental side of him. I've always been really impressed by his mental side. Yeah. Years ahead of t- his time from for his age, and the way he processes, the way he prepares, the way he deals with, you know, being a goalie in Philadelphia and being a goalie in the NHL and being a goalie that wore his country's jersey. I mean, there's a lot there. So for us, when we go, oh, yeah, you played for World Juniors, you know, it's not that huge of a deal. In Canada, it's everything. I mean, they have TV 20, specials. people yeah, in shit. the building when you're playing and you're 16, 17, 18 years old. It's yeah. a pretty big Pitting deal. the hopes of a country on a 20-year-old, right? right? Yeah, That's exactly. tough. <laughs> and obviously playing that position, which is the last line, and you got to be different to play it because of the pressure that comes with it. And it's a weird position in sports. Like, like Rouse, you, you were an elite athlete, and – Elite athletes want to dictate and control, and a goalie's an elite athlete, and that mentality to control a game because you pick that position, yeah. which is so consequential, but yet you get on the field of play and you don't have control. Like That's a tough thing for a goalie. And I think Carter's taken some of that 
and taking it off the ice and go, I'm going to control everything up to the point where I can't control it. And that's where his preparation comes in. And I think this year, I talked to him over the summer, um, and he went home and he parked the last two years. Went out to California, played golf, played tennis with his buddies, reconnected after the pandemic and all those things. And I really felt like he parked the two years better this summer than he did prior. Didn't let one bleed into another. And he came in this year on, I mean, no preseason games in first eight games to put up a 949 save percentage. Mm, yeah, I said, incredible. I was like, shit, dude, you're never playing preseason again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? Why, why would you? <laughs> and that's really hard for a goalie. Yeah. You, let's face it, practices not designed for a goalie. Yeah, right, right. So and true. so, I mean, he's just been so good. And even though it's weird to this point, 27 games in or whatever it is, he's let in some really leaky goals and ones that I know he doesn't like. You know, whether it's the one off the end boards or yeah. one that climbs his leg or, you know, but he hasn't let that bother him at all. He's been able to really reset mentally in game. They've given up the first goal a ton. Yeah. And when you're a team that has trouble scoring and they score about 2.4 goals a game and you give up the first goal, it's a hard spot for a goal. You go, yeah. I can't let anything else in if we got a shot. And he's approached it with, you know, just pucks as they come, save by save and situation by situation. And I think, to me, he's the anchor of the team going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to get a lot of pieces here in front of him, but if you can check that box in sports, it's like the quarterback in football. Yeah, yeah. you go into an off season, you go check. I got, I'm good there. Yeah. Everything else is a little easier to deal with, yeah. and I think he's just been excellent. I think he's a great ambassador for the team and and a great citizen of the city. I think mm, he's just he a good kid, good man. So I, I love having him here. Yeah, and to your point of him, his his maturity level. Off the charts. Just, yeah. when even, you know, when he came in, you know, you're like, he looks like he's 15. Mm-hmm. But, you he wasn't know, he shaving had, when he came yeah, in. Yeah, I know. No, he, but, he he, you know, he's like a veteran. You know, yeah. you talk to him, you hear what he says, and uh, I spend quite a bit of time with him, and he's just he's just such a pro. Well, Ness, you know what he said when he came in, like the goalie graveyard of Philadelphia, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, his first response to that at 19 years old was, I have nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do with me. Yeah. I thought that was I was amazing like, perspective. Oh right? man, what a great answer! Yeah. Yes, because you're right. Like, what do you have to do with Roman Czechmonic or right. Tommy Soderstrom or Dominic Roussel? Nothing. Yeah. So why carry their burden? Yeah. And he true. didn't. And I think that's. I thought that was really cerebral and way ahead of his time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And to your point there, like you got that box checked. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think a lot of organizations are are, are trying to find that box and, and check it right i mean you have that say franchise goalie th- then then the rest of the challenge is like building the, the rest of it I yeah mean, I mean, we're getting bodies back you know lots is back i talk about uh, the rest of the pieces and and, and say just say lots is impact and since his return and having that leadership yeah. uh, role filled i think he means so much you know he's not a super dynamic player and when they re-signed him, it was in season when they extended him and they decided not to move him to the deadline. You know, talking about it at the time, I remember was, you know, why do you do that here? You can get something for him. But I just thought the cost per acquisition to fill that hole would have been more than what you paid him. And you have the known commodity with lots. To me, I said this on the pod, I just don't think that it was any mistake that they close out that game the other night against Colorado with lots there. Yeah. I think right. he's just calming. It's when, when Niski was here, right? Yeah. Niskanen was not Bobby Orr. Some will believe that because of what happened when he left. But to me, what he did, the best thing that he did was in a game in the second period that was getting away from you, he'd go out and give you three nothing burger shifts in a row. 
where maybe you didn't do anything, but the other team didn't do anything. Just calm the game down. You played it from the top of the circles hmm. in the middle of the ice, and nothing happened. And then you lose that ability to have that guy that can just take a game down three gears and slow it down and, and go, okay, we're not going to grab momentum when they're going 100 miles an hour, but maybe we can grab momentum if we can get them down to 60. And then that's what he would do. I think Lotz does that a lot. Yeah. Plus, he's you know how he is. He cuts. He's a funny guy. Yeah, yeah, he is. Knows when to go funny, when to be serious. Great timing in that regard. I think he's a great leader, and he's a guy that clearly has a ton of respect in the room. Yep. Yes. And I think the other, you know, respect is earned. This guy came up to the NHL, played here for a year, then went down and rode the buses for a year to figure out how to be an NHL player. Yeah. If you don't gain respect by doing that and didn't bitch one second about it, at least not publicly. I know I would have bitched up and down publicly and behind the scenes. But this guy went down there, took care of business, came back. This is what I need to be an NHL player. This is what I'm going to be. And mad respect for that. Yeah, 100%. And I had him actually down with the Phantoms there when, yeah. when he had that stint. It was more than a stint. It was it was a, it was a full, full year. Season, yeah. yeah. Um, and he, to your point, he he had an amazing attitude. He, he came Put down. Put his head he down, right? Like, yep. He was like every other guy on that team. He was mm-hmm. you know trying to earn a spot back with the big club and – Put his head down, got a ton of minutes, reps. Yeah, um, and who yeah, he was. Yeah, exactly. It's his humbling experience playing. You know, obviously you're playing a bigger role down there, but you know, knowing that he's probably going to work into a lesser role um, with the big club. But um, that's hard too, Ross. It's hard right? to do. First to get rounder, on a bus right? and I mean, yeah. see the per diems way small. All that yeah, the oh, meals yeah, suck. The hotels are <laughs> yeah. half as good. Yeah, you know that's a hard. That's a first round pick. It's hard like to do. Quiznos? Yeah. No, <laughs> Ruth Chris <laughs> or, or Quiznos? I don't know. I like Quiznos when I'm totally buckled. Next yeah. <laughs> well, listen, yeah. I'm in the North American Hockey League now. Uh, the uh, Philadelphia yeah. Rebels, and and yeah, like Dominoes. What if you we know, had, no, Quiznos. we did get Dominoes the one night. You're right, we did. What they, they, they had like a two for one special, right? Yeah, right. You guys go to like the the, the blue light special Actually, buffets you know, early. They eat, app, they eat app, They get Applebee's, but they only get the option of the healthy food yeah they give them usually on the way somewhere and then afterwards is usually like subs or something subs yeah. you don't get the sodium special from mm-hmm. applebee's no you don't no, you don't they, pee yeah. for like four days after eating yeah no i i don't know if they are really healthy but they they seem healthy it's yeah. like the grilled chicken with the it's relative know, healthier yeah. Yeah. yeah healthier yeah it's not chicken but, fingers uh, and no, they, they don't it's not too bad i should it's better than some of the stuff that you used to eat way back in the oh, day. Oh, yeah. American League, man. Like, it was bad. It was total shit, Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when Hershey, every, we had to eat it, though. Those, the big, they had a cheese. They oh, had I remember that stuff. place. Oh, yeah, it was just, yeah. Shakey's. Yeah, Shakey's. Yeah. Our boy Shakey, he was, in the, he was a goalie in the Flyers organization, actually. But uh, anyway. Yeah. yeah, you're right. It is a little different getting on the bus after. Yeah, it's uh, humbling. Yeah. yeah, it is. That's good, though. I like being yeah. humble is a good thing. Yeah, I, got fired I think a lot of radio. guys it's need good. that. Honestly, you see yeah. so many egos, and the guys don't really understand where they fit in. You know, they always yeah. think that they're better than they are, or not as mature and developed as they are. I think that probably could happen to a lot more guys, and you know, bring them back down to earth a little bit, yeah. shake them up, and then yeah, um, they're probably not that easy to do with contracts and, and the way you know the waiver waivers and all that stuff works. But uh, JVR back. I mean, yeah. it, how game. much do you see him contributing and and how long do you see him in a Flyers uniform? You think he's dispensed? when's the deadline? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, no, yeah, actually, yeah. when is the deadline? Yeah, baller. baller. When is it's the deadline? probably early March. Yeah, uh, around then. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. T- I mean, to me, you hate to lose a guy, especially when you know you're taking 55 per 82 goals out of the lineup with yeah. Atkinson. 
and you're struggling to score, so you could use a guy like that. Helps obviously on the power play, mm-hmm. and just a total pro. Yeah, right. you know, yeah. The guy, I think he's he he's a lot like you, Roz, where he's just learned his body more and more and more to protect it and get the most out of it. I mean, that guy takes such good care of himself. Yeah, he does, he does. everything he puts in. He, he's conscious of his sleep and all that, which is so important. I think being out the six or seven weeks could be good for him because there's not there's less wear and tear. It's not like he had a knee that could recur. You know, right. it's the hand. I mean, the hand is everything. But um, you know, being out and if he can get back in, get his hands and timing and everything back, and be playing well, I mean, he can help a team. Yeah, he yeah, can oh, yeah. really help a team because he's going to fit in anywhere. Yeah, he's scored some timely goals around the net. Right, he's, yeah. he's everybody needs net front for guys, sure. Right? Yeah, yes. big body. I mean, him and Pavelski are the two best deflectors of the puck I've seen in the last twenty years. Yeah, yeah so I, I think he fits in with anybody. So there'll be a market for him. Are you going to get a twenty twenty three first? Probably not because it's that's gold currency right now. Yeah. So, but I mean, if you can get a second and a, and a fourth for him. An expiring deal, you're going to eat half of it. Maybe you get a, a, a mid-level prospector and a pick. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah, and give him a shot. You know, yeah. give him a chance. Yeah, I'd like well. to see that like, guy a good, go on a, a good run. Good man. Good, he gets good. trapped in Toronto for all those yeah. years, you know, and and like that team can't get out of the first round. Cause yeah, they have no goaltending. Yeah, then you pin your hopes to Matt Murray, and what are you doing? But I don't know. I I just don't know. You can pay roster construction wise so much money to four guys and expect to be able to build a team in yeah. this sport. You yeah. got to be able to build a team. Yeah, has it seemed to work well for them yet? So. They're in Edmonton, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, if you got no D in goaltending, you're never going to get through four rounds of the playoffs. No chance. No, no chance. No. So, we'll see. Yeah, it'll be interesting. And then, you know, obviously uh, Atkinson's still, you know, banged up. Um, you know, fully healthy Flyers team. I mean – Still struggling scoring goals. Yep. Um, I mean, they weren't going to be a team that was going to go up and down the ice with Couturier, Atkinson, and JVR anyway. They don't have that guy that you can chuck over the boards where the other team goes, oh, fuck, he's yeah. on the ice, right? Yeah. And I think you need one of those guys. You oh, had yeah. G for years. And even when G kind of faded off a little bit, like he he was still so smart the way he played. Yeah. He's like, okay, I'm not as explosive or fast as I was, but I'll have – I'm playing chess. You dickheads are playing checkers. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? No, for like, sure. Like, I'll trap you. And <laughs> That was one of the things we, we've talked about. I mean, I don't know where you're – well, Johnny Gaudreau is a different story, but I'm talking about G. Um, you, you still need to replace his points, and I'm not mm-hmm. sure we did. Oh, I'm sure we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to be nice about it. Well yeah. said. Yeah. Well said. Um, and it, that you was were trying to soft pedal there a little bit. I was. Nasty. I was. Come on. I was, man. I, you know, but uh, that going further with that is like, I, I just felt like, in my opinion, like we had to get Johnny Gaudreau. That's just my opinion. Yeah, Some I'm on people the other side of that. You're on the other side. Yeah. So we've had a few people be on the other side of that. One, I love the player. I one, think. he brings... Definitely going to put more people in your seats, too. It makes it look like you are opening the checkbook, like we were all told. Um, and he's been an all-star his whole career, and he's banging on the door to come here. Yeah. And he wanted to come here. It's a rare combination of a really good player that wanted to come here in yeah. a situation where this isn't exactly beachfront property right now, right? right? Right. So you go, how can you not capitalize on that? And I thought, I thought 
it probably took a prudent approach to not do it because it's very tempting. I love the player. And the year he came off of last year, I mean, he was a plus 60 last year. Yeah, that's insane. That line with Lindholm and Kachuk was perfect for him. But to me, there's too many problems in the homestead to be put in a vanity bathroom in right now. And he was the vanity bathroom. Like, I got leaky plumbing. I got electrical issues. I got all kinds of stuff going wrong in this house. I can't go put in, you know, a brand new travertine heated tile shower right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's Goudreau. Well, <laughs> yeah, but this is, is Riles. I, I mean, yeah. do things differently. Nah, Riles ain't putting those dogs on cold tile, right? But, but like, and he's 29 and he's a great player. And yeah, he would have been, I, you know, I got caught up in it around free agency too, where I'm going, I'd love to watch him every night. Like who wouldn't, right? right He'd be right. a fool not to. And, and the story is great for him to come home being a guy that played, you know, grew up playing here, tier one and everything. But I just didn't think it was the right time. time yeah, yeah, we've heard people say yeah. that. Yeah. And it's the same thing, you know, my same approach was kind of with Debrinket too, even though you had to trade for him. And the package wasn't that exorbitant. I thought it'd be higher than it was without without Otto did. But I was going, I'm not going to give up anything if the guy can just walk. And yeah. they're different because Gaudreau would have locked in. Yeah. But I just didn't think it was time for that coupled with the 2023 draft coming. And that's a crapshoot. I mean, even if you're the worst team, you've got an 18% chance of right. landing number one, which is, you know, I'd basically, and what the math tells me, if you got an 18%, you got an 82% chance of not no, getting it. Yeah, really. yeah. <laughs> we always look at that. Simple yeah. math. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that's not, they're not great odds, but I, I just didn't think it was the right time to do that. Um, Unfortunately, I wish the organization was in a different spot where they could add a sports car in the driveway. Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't, I don't think it was the right time to do that, even though I'm sentimental to the situation. Yeah. Right. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. We've been battling that one back and forth a little bit. And then he goes to Columbus and they're like, you know, bottom of the barrel. It's like, it's they're like, bad. holy it's cow. Did like, you see the game last night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy, how about yeah. that dude, right? Yeah, Four yeah, in the first period. Yeah. It's yeah. Not, bad. It's not a bad. He shooter. had six points. He had five goals and an assist in 10 and a half minutes of ice time. Yeah. That's the most efficient ice time it's I've like ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I played a lot of those beer against. league games yeah. <laughs> against <laughs> as the goalie in beer league. I'm looking over the bench going, we don't have a fucking backup. Yeah. <laughs> Or I played against yanked, right? I played against Riles one time. I'm playing for I forget what, which uh, charity it was with Eric Ty, oh, the yeah, guy with right. one arm. I played against him growing up. He was on that's incredible. And I'm in the room before the game. We're getting ready to play the Flyers alumni, and I'm getting dressed. I got my bottoms on, and I go, "Yo, Ty, where's the other goalies?" He goes. You're it. Yeah. I go, what do you mean? He goes, you're the only one. I go, dude, you don't play against the alumni with one goalie. <laughs> These guys, like, don't come in the zone and just come in and shoot and leave. Yeah. They just cycle you down low, <laughs> burn your quads through your pants, right? Yeah, right. And yeah. then you get, like, 82 shots, and you're, like, dead to the world. <laughs> then I had to fight the animal. I had to fight Frankie because oh, I talk Lord. shit about him on the radio. <laughs> I said, if you can skate from goal line to goal line without falling... Oh, boy. He came after you? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he had the jersey over my head, my mask went flying. No yeah. way. Oh, that would have been something. And Riles was nowhere in sight to yeah, fucking bail me out. I don't know. <laughs> We're sitting on the bench. Laughing. Yeah. Like, look at this idiot. He oh, had the man. balls to say something about oh, the animal. Oh, my God. That's funny. 
I thought maybe when even when uh, Frankie steps over the red line and, and fires the blaster right at the goalie's head, <laughs> yeah. that he, well, he pissed came you in off. on me at one point, like and tried to, to just take a bomb from the top of the circle and totally flubbed it. And I yeah, laughed yeah. at him. <laughs> okay. It like dribbled in and I covered it. I'm like, well, he's using like a PPMG fifty thirty, like a freaking hunk of tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, dude, get a composite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, he's, <laughs> You should have seen. You should have seen the other night. Riles and I had to play in a game. Yeah, and the goalie was just right under his skin, boy. Oh yeah, he was wound. I haven't seen him wound up he since he played only maybe one other time. The guy was chirping. I mean, I, he was trying to be funny, and it, but someone was getting a little wound up. Well, I played it. this guy before, and he was doing the same thing. I said to him actually when he said one thing, I I looked at him. We're taking face off, and I said, "You're gonna get one right in the throat." In a minute, yeah. you better like back, better go buy a back, dangler, buddy. Back, yeah, back down, and he kept going. Right, you did rip one off his uh, mask, I think, or try. I tried to. Anyway. to yeah. Oh, oh yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's men's league, and I got thick skin. Like I've yeah. been chirped before, obviously, but like I'm like, God damn, I'm like, dude, lay off. This is men's league. I mean, like, dude, I wanted to go to like the old man league, but I I was like, I can't do it. Like they have like over forties, yeah. You know? And, oh, and I get calls all the time, like, hey, can you fill in tonight over 40? And I'm like, nope, can't do it. Nope, can't do it. Because, like, I'm going to just look like a donkey if I go. Because some dude's going to, some fucking bender's going to come in, like, on a breakaway. And as a goalie, he's just showing me. This dude's going high glove. He's he's locked in. And then he's going to miss it. And he's yeah. going to go low box. And I'm going to look like the dick. Right? On the ice through the stick. Yeah, yeah. and I'm going to be like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So oh, it was pretty funny. Was I've taken it. enough concussions. I'm out. I, I, yeah, is that I, why? Is that why you're tired? Yeah, yeah concussions. Okay. Yeah, I I wanted to make it to 50. My hips are gassed. I got to get them done. Oh really? And I played one game after 50, and I caught one right square, like in the mouth area. Oh. It wasn't a hard shot, but it caught me square and flat, and I could smell the sulfur and everything. I was fucked up for a couple of weeks, and at my height, like. Heads in the danger zone. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. it, let's face it. And I've had a ton over my career playing, and um, I think enough's enough. It's scrambled enough. I don't blame you. Sunglasses all the time because the. Oh light. yeah, man. Once you start I'm screwing with the head, you got to make some serious decisions. Yeah, I mean. I'm sure I'll play again. I'm on the ice coaching for my kids' team. Oh yeah, so good. Oh cool. That that's enough for now, and I'll probably get back out and play in that old man league just to feel it a little bit. But for now, I'm. Well, Nasty and I are in the old man league. Thirty-four, we're thirty-five and over. Yeah, it's still, it's the old man. But league. they dropped ours to thirty-eight. Thirty-eight and yeah, over. Really? I'm like, well, what? We can't get enough guys, right? Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> there's still teams that have guys under thirty-five. Yeah, sure. We know yeah, especially when everybody comes home from college and all that. Shit. Yeah, squeezing a few ringers. Yeah. You brought bring up the uh, concussion uh, uh, issue. I mean, Voracek. Yeah, um, dealing deal with that is messed up, and sounds like cool. It doesn't sound good. Doesn't sound I mean, good. Yeah, it sounds like it could be it for him. What a shame, um, eh? Just like that. I, I'm sick for him because d- is there a better dude? Right? Oh, oh he's a that never, beauty. never f- advertised how good of a dude he is. Right? Like, you you know where I worked in NBA one down there, yeah. and every game, win, lose, no matter what, that dude had a group there, not of friends, but of wounded warriors, special needs, something all the time, and he would come into that room. You could, they could have got their ass kicked eight to one. He was in that room shaking everybody's hand, taking pictures, talking with them, giving them real time. And I used to embarrass him because I would tell, I'd be like, I know you don't tell anybody about it, but I do. And the fact that you do it and don't tell anybody about the stuff you do makes it even more genuine. I feel horrible for him because he's he was such a good player. Yeah, yeah. like puck protection ability. Oh yeah. 
Explosive. Like, that's like a Czech Republic yeah, big yager right. ass thing. Yeah, right. right? Yeah. It is. Yeah. And he was so good at possession and great career. I hope it's not over for him. Um, yeah. And frankly, he's one of those kind of characters you need in the game. Yeah, that's got the oh, balls God. to sit up there and say something. Yeah, because we always complain. Media always, oh, why even talk to them? They don't say anything. It's all cliches. We got to work hard, cycle, get bucks deep, blah blah blah. He'll go up there and say something, and then the media gives him shit for saying something. It's yeah. like, which one do you want? Yeah, <laughs> right. And he will say whatever he's oh, thinking. Yeah. That's oh, for sure. That's why I love them. <laughs> there was I used to laugh. There was this guy. I don't know who the guy was. But there was a guy that sat about four rows back to my left, when I, you know, where I was on the mm-hmm. bench right there where you and I would always see each other in warm-ups and talk. And this guy was about four or five rows back, and he would just give it to the boys. When we were on a power play if we didn't score. Oh. And he would say – he would be yelling, and you could hear him because, be, you know, you could just hear the guy and she would be like, Shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up! You think we're not trying? Just, You're not helping. You know, like, yeah, he would right. always single this guy out. This guy, and I think the guy loved it because oh, he yeah, always sure he said it. But you got attention. Yeah, there, we were yeah. in we were in uh, Columbus. It might have might have been my my last year when I was with the team. We were at Columbus, and there was a guy right bes- like right beside our bench, like second row, and his little daughter was with him. I felt bad for her because she was upset. He's just giving it to Jake. You fucking traitor. You traitor. And he finally turns and he goes, you guys fucking traded me. He's like, are you kidding me? He goes, shut the fuck up. And he goes, I'm sorry, sweetheart. Your dad's a fucking idiot. (laughs) I didn't trade me. I'm I'm like standing right beside him and I'm like. It's okay. Like to the girl, to the little girl, she's like starting to cry. So he's like, give her. You're I like, here's her a stick. Yeah, no, I gave her a stick. Yeah. I came back, and gave her. Oh, a stick. you went big and gave and her a twig, the, huh? And the dad, and yeah, and for Jake, that's huge because he doesn't go through many sticks. Gates, yeah. yes, sticks. No, I made all his sticks at, at that time, um, and he used the stick till he broke it. Yeah, you know, like he he was not hard on the stick budget, but but the, he says you traded me. Columbus <laughs> traded him to to Philly. It was pretty funny. And then he goes back there, but uh, yeah, Jake was awesome. I'm I'm uh, sad for him. Hopefully, like you said, you know, maybe takes the rest of this year and sees see you know. Yeah, see he's in he the last year of his deal, correct? Oh, that's true too. Yeah. That's so, right. I forgot about that. Oh, he does? One more. Okay, Baller says he's Well, shit, then collect the dough and just chill. Yeah. 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 You know, Frick, you earned it. No and doubt. I mean, look at the guy's point-per-game numbers. Yeah. And every, I mean, they're, he's one of those guys that I don't think will be remembered for the player that he was. Right. Yeah. He's a fantastic player. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Even better, dude. Man, he yeah. me. He, we yeah. had him on here, man. He's just like a cartoon character. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just love how just the, look at him disheveled he looked yeah. all the time. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> oh, man, he is classic. That fucking oh, hairdo was just a, out of control with the beard and everything. He comes cruising in. He's got a $5,000 suit on and $1,000 pair of shoes, and his hair's everywhere. Yeah. And his beard's awful. Yeah. He looks like he was Wiry. groomed by Castaway. Oh, yeah. 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 Right. Guys would just give it to him, too. They'd be like, oh, my God, like, like clean up. He's like, why? I fuck. I don't fucking need to. Yeah, fucking, you know, like just like okay, man, whatever. But uh, beautiful beauty, beauty yeah. for sure. Uh, sh- shifting gears, I wanted to ask you your opinion on uh, the, the whole big rig Pat Maroon thing the other day with oh, uh, yeah. the Jack Edwards. Uh, uh, Jack Edwards, such a jerk. What off. a jerk <laughs> off, eh? Like, there's a lot. I've been a media member for a long time, 
Um, but there's a lot of people in the media that needs the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, like I agree he's with that. right at the top of the list. He has been for a long time, I feel. Yeah, he's yeah. just a piece of shit. Yeah. You know, like, it's fine. Well, like, wait, tell me how you really feel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's fine to, like, be critical of a guy's right, play right. and base it on, you know, your opinion, what, however educated or uneducated it is. But to go there, I think, is just so far below the line. Like, I worked at WIP for years. I was management there. And that was not an easy management job. I mean, you had Eskin, Cataldi, and the place was built on ego of the talent. Yeah, right. Tom Bigby did yeah, it that true, way on purpose. Yeah. I want my talent to have ego. Yeah. <laughs> so he built their egos up. Yeah. But, and they were very critical of the teams. I sat through 100 meetings where executives from teams came in and said, we're fine with you criticizing us, but you cannot get personal. Yeah. Right. You know, and, oh, that yeah. was the thing. And what Jack Edwards did was be over the line of, yeah. it was it was a hack job. And I think it's embarrassing for the industry and embarrassing. I mean, he's not embarrassed because he gets attention out of it and yeah. he clearly doesn't care. I, I thought it was bad. I, I thought Maroon handled it publicly. I thought, well. I thought it was amazing yeah, how he handled amazing. it. Yeah, it was I, I'm funny. hearing that behind the scenes he didn't handle it quite as. Oh, really? Okay. Right. Well, he was red ass. He was, yeah. and he should be. I yeah. mean, yeah. if I'm him, I, I request to meet the guy face to face. Sure. And I'm not saying get physical or anything, but like, dude, like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. Like, it, you know, it's funny, Jason. You like in locker rooms, like you know, speaking to Jake, like not in the best shape, mm -hmm. but. The guys were here in a room. We could we could joke with each other. That's yeah. not something you say. Over. Never. Like not on you, national television. You don't do. No. I wouldn't say that in front of people. I didn't know that we joke around with a guy. Yeah. You know, in a room. Yeah, you give something. a guy shit. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, for fun. But that's just. You, yeah. you can't do that. Yeah, I mean, you can't do that. It wasn't just like a like a like one little blurb. It, it was like it was oh, like no, 15, whole 20 seconds. Yeah, yeah, it was just dragged it out and couldn't stop yeah. himself. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was really low class. But I, but again, considering the source, yeah. I'm not shocked at all. I thought there had been like a little way to cancel culture action happening after yeah, that. I thought or like so. Maybe I thought, the league would step in because yeah. of all these things, you know, your body shaming. Yeah. It's a real thing, right? I mean, it's like... Not, it's going on everywhere. Yeah, like, I, mean, I mean, I got young kids and, you know, you guys do too. I mean, it's like the shit that goes on, the p things that people say now with no repercussions at all, like it's got an effect on people. I have yeah. daughters. I mean, it's, it's yeah. Mm -hmm. These girls are brutal. Yeah, oh, brutal. So does that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a tough world out there, but that's the stuff that you know can be avoided, right? I mean, it's like it's unnecessary. It's unnecessary. It was just like well, then like people hear that and they think it's okay. Yeah, I know. You know? And it's like and it's, and the, for the people that think it's funny, like you need your ass kicked too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's not funny. Yeah. There's nothing funny about it. So. I, I just think it's really bad for him. And frankly, I, I blame their employer too. The employer should have to step in, suspend the guy, do something, show him that there's repercussions. Yeah, for I agree with that. that yeah. And, and they do don't. A message sending. Yeah. Yep. They don't do it. No. It's a joke. I thought that I would see something the next day. You know what I mean? Like after Patty was very good with what he did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought at least Jack would come out. With something apologize, yeah, right, yeah. Some, statement, yeah, some sort of statement. Yeah, I thought. Yeah. To be honest, I thought the Bruins should have too. I agree with you. They should have come out and said, "Hey, we don't endorse what Jack said. We think it was wrong." Blah blah blah. Right. And whether you get a quote from Jack Edwards or not, I thought yeah. the Bruins should have come out and supported a player in the something. PA. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but that was uh, yeah interesting. But I, I, you know, I, I know Patty. I coached him. Um, 
you know, he, he's a good guy. I, I don't know what was done, you know, or, or said behind the scenes, but what he did publicly, I thought was classy. You well, his, I mean? PR, like, his PR group did the right job there. Yeah. You know, he yeah. was probably pissed when he heard about it. And sure. they said, look, that part is what it is. Let's do something good with it now. Yeah. And, and Patty being smart enough and savvy enough at this point in his career, maybe earlier in his career, he wouldn't have done he, that. He would have else. not done that. I'm sure. You know, but let's turn it into something positive and create a little awareness. And, you know, and, and he did and, good on him for doing it yeah 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 there was there's definitely a silver lining and a, and a positive out of that whole thing but uh, yeah, there's so much avoided. negativity in the world like we don't need to add to that yeah shit. i know right That's exactly um you know shifting back to the flyers um you know outside of carter hart which is a highlight of the season you know say torts um anything else that's jumping out to you um that that TK. you're liking tk yeah yeah um he just came in in such good physical condition. Like I hated seeing him go out for that period of time. It was yeah. such a, right. a nothing burger injury kind yeah. of thing. But um, to me, I, I've always felt like you guys have been around him. I've always felt he's a guy that wants to be pushed and wants to be coached hard. Yep. Um, and I think with G leaving has really opened up a space of air for him as a leader. Maybe when G was here, and this isn't a knock against G, it's just the way it was. But without G here, I think he's grabbed a little bit more of that leadership thing. And I mm -hmm. think that's good for him. Like, I think he should end up with a letter on his jersey. Yeah. Because I think it invests him more. He's been a leader every level he's been at. He's been a captain everywhere he's yeah. been until he got to the NHL. Um, and I think just think he's worked really hard and been really receptive to the coaching. I think he's a – you know him personally better than I do, but – um, I think he's a pleaser. He wants to please people. And that goes in how he's being coached, too. I mean, T TK's on the PK. Right. I mean, did you ever think you'd say that? No. I didn't either. Mm, he's pretty good no. at it. I blocked two shots last night yep. in succession. Yep, yeah. I saw. Yeah, and, I was there. And he's working his tail off. I, I really like the way he's come in. He's always been such a chill dude, right? I mean, there are guys – I've been doing that job for a long time, 15 years – and there's guys like in their rookie or second year, they come in and I'll talk to them in between periods or whatever, and they look like they're going to fucking faint. <laughs> like they're nervous. I'm like, yeah. you're just talking to me, dude. Nobody yeah. Nobody's listening anyway. <laughs> right? He comes in first time. He's like, yeah, what's up? Puts his feet up. How you doing? You know, yeah. totally chill. Yeah. Like, like, like he's 34. Yeah. Been through the run with the media. Totally cool. Comfortable with himself. I'm like, that, that blew my mind. Yeah. Because, like, I swear, Nolan Patrick, I thought he was going to fall asleep on his stick one night. <laughs> I'm interviewing Patty, and he's got his stick upside down, and his head's on the blade. And I think he's half asleep. He never said shit all anyway. But and I get done the interview, and I look over at Zach Hill, and he goes, I'll talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> I go, don't worry about yeah. it. Oh, but, like, Cartsy yeah, was the same right. way. Like, yeah. you see Cartsy in the hallway and stuff, and we'd be shooting the shit about NASCAR or whatever. Yeah. Great dude. As soon as I put a microphone in front of him, it was yeah. like, I'm not giving you dick. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't want you to call me in here again. That's yeah. Cartsy for sure. Yeah. What makes you feel any better? He turned us down for nasty knuckles, so he just they don't he want to. He, he wants to wait till he's he done. wants to wait till he's done. But yeah, he don't want to talk. But dude, that dude's never going to be done. Yeah, yeah, I drafted know. in yeah. 03. Yeah. Like you're still ticking. <laughs> Got another five years still left on him. Easy. Yeah, Greek god body. Yeah. Just oh yeah. Ripped to shreds. Yeah. Built, still have built never seen hockey. him take a slap shot. Yeah. <laughs> he just takes that nasty ripper. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah, man. Jeez. Deceiving shot. Yeah, I like the I like the TK play uh, for sure. I mean, he's he, he's yeah. been he's been I say gold Hayes all too. year. Hayes, yeah, yeah, Hayes is looking. Um, I, I think that 
Torts did something brilliant with Hayes. That move to the wing maybe doesn't look brilliant in the grand scheme of things. But I didn't think Hayes was ticketed to the wing for another year or two hmm. until he was like 33 and really couldn't move. Like, Hayes, not the most fleet-of-foot guy. Yeah. Like, no. we all know that. He's yeah. deceptive, though. Like, you know, there's... Yeah, because he, he can go slow and off. burst. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. And I think he's got, you know, one of the top puck protection guys in the league. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, you look at the... I mean, the guy's got, what, 28 points in 27 games. It's the best statistical start to his career. And and we were talking to Torts the other night, and he said this. He said, you know, earlier in my career... I would have died on the hill of getting him to do the right things defensively away from the puck. He goes, but he's 30 years old. Like, he is what he is in that regard. So how can I get him to help my team the most? Well, I got to accentuate his his strengths, which is offense and, you know, playmaking. And I got to mitigate his weakness, which is defending down below the bottom of the circles. So make him a winger. Plus, as a center, he was a guy that always played on the periphery anyway. Yeah. yeah. He's not a drive-the-middle right, kind of player. Right, no. Play makes everything off the wall, so it makes sense. And, boy, does he look good. And as long as Hazy didn't take it personally, like, I'm a center, you know. Yeah. And accepting of the wing, from which I understand he is, because it's only going to help him. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like the people look at Drew and go, you're not a center anymore. <laughs> you ain't shit. No, you're on the wing now. You had 102 points, by the way, on the wing. Yeah. So, you know, you look at it, you go. <laughs> right. At some point, you go, you, you appreciate the lessened responsibility in the D zone to help the team as best you can. Yeah. And Hayes is, I mean, he just he's piling up points on a team that doesn't have a lot of NHL talent. I'm yeah. Like, That's hard to do. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, it you is. get the top lines defending you every night. So, got to give him credit. Yeah. yeah, 100%. I agree. Another guy well, I'll, I'll mention, or maybe two of them, but, but Zach McHugh in the games that I've seen or at least gone live to see, like, he might be like the, one of the better players on the ice. This fucking guy is like, he's grinding. He's working. He's like, the Energizer yeah, Bunny. Yeah, Energizer he? Bunny. He's, he's, he's making shit happen. I know he's obviously... Uh, he's 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 not gonna score you a bunch of goals, but like he's generating energy. Like again, mm-hmm. with the team that they have right now, at least like there's there's something there. And then you know the Deloria, I think what, seven seven fights, seven which is fights, yeah. more than twelve teams, you know, total. Combined. And then yeah. I think there's like what there's like three or four teams that didn't even have seven fights combined. Um, yeah. Not that seven fights is, I mean, early in the season is actually quite a bit, but. Um, at least doing their role, staying in their lane, bringing what they can. Just the, I think the issue is always about scoring goals. But you know, there's there's some pieces there to be. Yeah. Well, there's two know, guys on. that like here's your job, and uh, like I always say in team sport, whether coaching or watching or whatever, like do your job. Do your job. As soon as you try to do somebody else's job, now I got two dudes now not doing go. their job. Yeah. yeah. And like, go out there and be who you like, McEwen, like. Watching him, he's just a bowling ball. Mm-hmm. You know, it it doesn't look like it has any control, but it does because yeah. he's pinpoint. But he's like, look, I know I'm not going to go out there and dangle around five guys and snipe you, but I'm going to go to forecheck the balls off you and create a turnover and create opportunity. And the last couple games, we've seen a requisite fourth fourth line with a guy like Patrick Brown in the middle or Lazinski, and then Delari and McEwen, and the three of them together. I think can be really effective. It can almost be like that Clutterbuck, Sezikis, yeah, Matt Martin. Martin line. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. right. Sure. Where you're not going to get scored on, but they're going to create a lot of energy. For yeah. You. yeah. And those guys will do that. And just the presence of those two. And I know the fighting thing is, is much debated. And, you know, there's a generation that believes it has no place in the game. I think it still has a place in the game. Oh, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, we're not emptying the benches anymore. And, and I don't love the predetermined fight. 
And I don't like having to answer for a clean hit fight either. But if it's organic, it's got a place in the game because having guys like that, you know, having guys like Riles makes you feel bigger. Oh, 100%. they make you feel protected. Yeah. It's it's a reality. You yeah. know what I mean? And you know, I know that when Risto was first acquired, I was going back and forth with G about it, and I just said, "What does a guy like that do for you?" And he's like. People don't understand. There's no analytic that can tell you what a guy like. Because if we're down at one end of the ice and we're getting the shit kicked out of us physically, crushed in front of the net, everything, and then they go down the other end and it's like they're at the country club, he goes, that there's an effect on us that way. Mm-hmm. When a guy like that is in the opposition, you know he's there. you you got to have your head on a swivel because he will step up at a blue line and take you out. Radko Gudis. Yeah, right. Yeah, like yeah, Goody exactly. was great at it. Oh, yeah. You have your head on a swivel <clears throat> when you're playing against Because you knew that he was coming, and sometimes he may be over the line. He may be. Oh, yeah. You know, the reputation and was well-earned. Me, that's in your mind. Oh, no, that's in your player, mind. You time, know yeah. that. Uh-huh. Ronaldo was the same way, unpredictable. Yep. Even Steve Downey back in the day. There was, I mean, there obviously been a few of them uh, over time just through the Flyers organization. That, yeah, that's just, yeah. But it's the variable that you just can't quantify, right? It's to like be honest with you, it's a winning when, variable. Yeah, though. it is, man. It's this, yeah. yeah to have it. X factors. It's like not about. Yep. It's not about the fight. It's about the psychology of yeah. accountability, right? It's like knowing that that guy's on the ice or on the bench that you will have to actually maybe deal with this, answer the bell somewhere yeah. down the line. I got this question the other day when I was doing the podcast about you know the Flyers self-identifying as a tough team and a hard team to play against, and the guy said, "Why can't they self-identify as a highly skilled team?" I said, "Well, because first of all, you can go out, you can you can self-identify and get toughness." It's easy to get toughness, easier than to go out and get high-end skill. Yeah, you have to get the high-end skill. Yeah. But you got to have both. Yeah. If you want to win and win anything, win, you got to have, have both. Sure. So, I mean, we saw it with Tampa. They didn't. Yep. They had no grit, and Torts team swept them. Yep. And then they went out and they got Gaudreau and they got you know Coleman and they go out and they went back to back cups and and the rig. Yep. Yeah. You know, th- that, there's no mistake that that helped them. Right. It abs- every other every skill guy on that team felt a lot more protected with those guys in the lineup. Yeah, no doubt. Sure. Well, even like adding the like Corey Perry, uh, you know, like you know, he's, he's like a hundred, but he's like you know, he's got he's, he's feisty, nasty. he's nasty, he's you know, he's oh, hard, yeah. hard with the stick. He may be the against. dirtiest guy in the league in the last twenty years, to 100%. be honest. With you. Yeah, I even agree, more than I agree Danny. With that. Yeah, <laughs> a little unpredictable, right? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. and you know what you're get, you're up against. Is he the is he the toughest best fighter? No, but I mean, but yep. he's hard to play against. And mm-hmm. you got Very a couple of those guys. Against. It's yeah, like, Kessler was the same way. Right? Yeah, right. Oh, just oh, nasty, nasty. Yeah. Just nasty. What they would do to you. I mean, yeah. to do anything to win. You know. You re- you remember yep. when, uh, um, Corey Perry was playing in uh, Anaheim, and they were playing the Kings, and he and Jeff Carter from the you know London Ontario. Yeah. And Jeff, there's a TV timeout. Jeff's got his gloves sitting there, and Corey Perry reaches over, squirts water, and both of his gloves yeah, yeah. Like, just soaks just, up, just, just, just a dick. And Jeff's like, "Come on, man!" Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but he does way worse than that. But I just yeah, always yeah. thought that was like, that was like a gentle so gentle. Yeah, if he could have whipped it out and pissed at him, yeah, he would have. Yeah, it's, it's a good point. But, <laughs> but I just thought like he'll do anything, you know, like to fucking. And it's his buddy game. too, right? Yeah, right, right. Like it's right. like I'm gonna do anything to get you on tilt. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Oh yeah, but yeah, yeah you got to have those. Uh, the, I those, love dudes like that. Yeah, though. you got to have They're those funny guys. To me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was gonna ask you before we let you go here. Um, you know, you've worked with a ton of players, uh, different personalities, coaches. Who is your favorite player, clo- coach? Anybody? Players, easy. Yeah, that's as easy as it gets, and that's Danny. 
Breer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. You guys know him. I mean, yeah. he's just such a class. I, I say this to his face. Like, I don't make any bones about it. I've told him before. He's just such a classy guy. Yeah. Um, as a player, he has never changed from player to post career to business operations to now hockey operations. He hasn't changed at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just gives you honest and answers with integrity and delivers them in a way that's never combative or demeaning or he's he's just right there you know he's just a good person so i i've always said danny's been my best interaction not only in hockey and all sport yeah amazing um i mean hockey players are the best the only reason i still do it is because the players are as good as they are yeah, yeah. if i was covering baseball or basketball i would have quit long ago yeah right because the players are great guys yeah. like you got yeah. i mean you guys have been around this game your whole life the sport does not let you get the all big-headed. It just doesn't – the room knocks you down. Yeah. So I think that's the big element of it. But, yeah, Danny's always was always great. I've always found a lot of the French-Canadian guys I get along with well. Yeah. Gagne yeah. was awesome. Yeah, great guy. You know what I mean? There's been a few – there's only been a few guys that I haven't really meshed well with. Like, for some reason, I never meshed well with Kobe, with Braden Coburn. I just felt like he just – had a look on his face like resting bitch face with me <laughs> yeah. and it was just like resting like bitch. i don't want to answer anything you have to say you know like yeah. so i never meshed with him so i just we just i just started to avoid it and yeah. ghost was a guy too ghost yeah um in the beginning it was fine but i was really critical of him after a year too i didn't i thought the league could adapt to him and i wasn't buying into a lot of the, the hype because I, like i saw a guy that was incredibly What's the, what's the right word to describe his game? Um, like theatrical or dramatic yeah, the way yeah, he played. Yeah, right. So the, there were these crazy plays, diving at the blue line to yeah. keep it in like a shortstop yeah. and crazy goals. But I just felt like in the D end, like what a mess. There's a lot of holes there. Yeah, yeah and mm-hmm. couldn't win a board battle to save his ass, yeah. right? And so I was critical. I was on the radio at the time, and I guess he heard it, and he didn't like it. So whatever. Yeah. I mean, no skin off my ass. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you have to deal with that in your in your position, right? It's like you gotta Not be anymore. honest, critical. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anymore. I don't do the radio show anymore, but you know, I was on the radio for four hours, twenty hours a week. You know, yeah. so Jeez. you say you say some things, you get asked, you give your opinion, and you stand by it. And I mean, there were moments, things that I said on the air that people loved, some that people hated. G and I became closer because of things I said on the radio. I was a big supporter of his. Yeah, um, and he used to ask me about the radio show quite a bit, and then. You know, I mean, I had Phillies players come up to me when I was in the clubhouse one time, asking me if I was the guy that used to do the imitation of Gabe Kapler. Oh yeah, and I was like, I was like, yeah. And he's like, can you do it? And I did it for like three of the guys, and they're like, keep doing it, because <laughs> I did this whole like George Takei thing, like, yeah. oh hi, I'm Gabe Kapler, oh bye, you know that whole thing, yeah, right. and the players like fucking loved it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. So, uh, but yeah, you never like you never know who your audience is, um, and all play like. All the players they claim like, oh, we don't read the papers, we don't yeah. listen to the radio. Everybody, Bullshit. Yeah. Everybody's they, they can Jake quote you for check following the, twi- the Twitter, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Twitter feeds. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he had me. Well, Jake had me blocked. So I got caught up in one of his blocks. Oh, yeah. And I never said anything about him, but like I was on a tweet that somebody criticized him, so he blocked everybody on it. So uh-huh. I called him out. I texted him and called him out, and he unblocked me. Oh, no, hey, well, I was like, I didn't say shit about you. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, I must have blocked you by accident. <laughs> and he unblocked me. So yeah. I think a lot of those guys listen and, and watch more media than they, they, oh, yeah. they definitely yeah. lead on to. Big time, yeah. 
Yeah, they want to. They want to hear the scoops. They want to know what's being said. Yeah, eventually, like if you, you know, if you become friendly with somebody, they t- well, you said this, and I'm like, I thought you didn't listen. Yeah, yeah. Right. And they, they quote your chapter in verse. Yeah, you know? so it's like okay, like when I got denied by Ghost for him to come on and promote the SBCA, I knew something was up. Yeah, and that's when I pieced figured it, it out. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm like, I just want to promote your dog charity, brother. You yeah, know, right, I should yeah. help you out. Yeah, I was critical and. Doing my job, right? Yeah. Well, so. yeah, it's a ch- challenging space, I guess, right? You got to be honest. You got to do your job. It's you're getting yeah, paid for, right? Yeah, it's your opinion. Like your opinion, opinion said, you yeah. know. You just, and you got to be authentic, you too. You have to be, yeah. This city knows when you're full of shit. Yeah. yeah. They, they spot a phony a mile away. Yeah. I mean, the only, the only question left is, what am I leaving this fucking place with? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the, what mask am I sneaking yeah. out of here from Nasty's yeah. Cove down um, here? You got the, some great buckets in here. I've got the I've got the the lot of them are in the cave, but we just throw these up for the for the show. Oh, they're beauties. I mean, you got yeah. Angus on that Carter yeah, mask. Carter's, you got yeah. Moose's very old school style he there. That for me, actually, um, it was awesome. Is this Franny my, did this for my two thousandth game. You see on the top. It's oh like, yeah. So Moose did this for you. Yeah, he wore that. Damn. He wore it for a while. He wore it longer than he was going to, actually. You can see it. Got some, awesome. Took and a few Flat mat finish on it. Yeah. yeah he's like a great guy, mat. too. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Our good buddies. Yeah. yeah. Right on, Jason. Well, I know you uh, you know, have some stuff to take care of and a little trek back home. So yeah. appreciate you making yeah, this. It's great to be here. here. Yeah, man. I watch you guys all the time, and it's weird. I like watching. Like, I don't like to just listen. I, you, I have... I'm subscribed on YouTube and everything. So subscribe on YouTube. I know like 88% of you are not subscribed on YouTube, but you watch this. So subscribe, leave a comment, and like it. Uh, I would appreciate you get the whole riff, right? You got the whole riff. You got to do it. That's how other hockey fans and fans of uh, Philadelphia Flyers find this great content. Um, but, no, I appreciate what you guys do. It's awesome. I love that so many people are talking about the game and the team and everything. And I love the game still. Like, it's got its hooks in me. And uh, I don't think that's ever going to change. Yeah, us, us, us too. And uh, is there anything else you want to promote before you before we let you go? Anything? I do Flyers Daily, and obviously everybody's going to see this content on my Stick to Hockey Live. We're going to share it. Um, uh, the F1 season's kind of in pause mode right now uh, for the off season, but we'll be back uh, in March for that. And I do the Odd G's podcast with Harry Mays, my old radio partner. Oh. And we're not bound by any rules of the FCC, so we can do whatever the hell we want. Right. And no program like, director going, you got to talk Eagles. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, enough with the Eagles already. Yeah. Jesus. So, uh, yeah, everything going on, and it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Awesome, Doing man. a great job, man. Yeah, really good appreciate job. Appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate you. Riggs, big thanks to Jason Martinez for joining us, man. He uh, he's around the Flyers every day, basically, yeah. and uh, he's got a lot of uh, good information, good scoops, and it was nice to get him on today. Yeah, especially last second, we had uh, a guest drop out, and uh, this kind of came around really last second. So he made the trek in the studio today. Uh, awesome guy, we love yeah. his perspective. He's got the good radio voice yeah he does he's got the the presence there so appreciate uh, jason for hopping on making the time and uh what do you got nast i got i'll tell you what the boys are going on the road yes starting a road trip today and so are we cuddles oh cuddles Cuddles? yeah you what's that all about we are going cuddles you and i are going on the road as well we're gonna cuddle. Yeah, we're no, no, we're not gonna cuddle together. But we could end up cuddling. Who knows? But uh, gonna join our, our good friends, fans of Philly. Uh, check them out, fansofphilly.com. Uh, the best 
the best sports agency travel um, there is in Philadelphia, hands down. They've been doing it for 10 years, um, and we can't wait. We're going to Seattle and a van. Looking forward uh, to that. Roxy, uh, the GM called asking if Cuddles and Nast were coming, and I told him yes. So get ready for that. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Me too. Maybe get a little sit down with Hack. Yes, for sure. Definitely. Old friends there. So looking forward to that one. They do an amazing job, and I can't wait. I can't wait. It's awesome. All right, Nast. You ready? All right, baller. Let's get into our clear questions from our good friends at Clear Rum. Did you notice the old, he told me to do the Vanna White? Oh, the yeah. The clear water. Look clear at the ready crush. to drinks. Look how oh, beautiful those things look up I'll there. I'll tell you what, Jason said he quit. I didn't. You no, know, you did not. You did <laughs> I not. I can't wait to put those on ice. Baller, can we get to our clear questions, please? <laughs> yes, sir, we can. We got from uh, DMB Tour 05 over on Twitter. This is for both of you guys. Would you undo the Lindros trade and get Forsberg instead? Oh, wow. That is a deep question. Man, um, for me, I was here. I wasn't here when that uh, first trade was made. But, uh, I was in school, but I was here Eric's second year, I guess, and uh, maybe his third year. But uh, he well, it was when he was named captain, so I think it was his third year, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. Um Everything seemed pretty damn good. Yeah. I mean, this guy was a special hockey player, the the size, the strength, but also the finesse yeah, man. he yeah, had. I mean, I, I literally would watch this guy in practice, and you're just like, how can a guy this big skate this fast, run people through the wall, but then make the softest sauce pass you know, to someone through three sticks and just, I mean, he could do everything, Yeah. you know, things, obviously it's, it's easy to say now, well, no, I shouldn't have done that because you gave away Peter Forsberg. But at the time, you know, I mean, he fit so perfectly I, I, in Philly. Oh I mean, my God. it was he like, was he was so like good. the epitome of a flyer. I mean, I couldn't imagine a, I mean, a he, better guy for he, that he, role. he was so impressive to see every day what he could do. And then even in games, you know, like, Man, he was just, I mean, you know, you can watch highlights and see how good he was. And then, you know, when the issue started coming with his, with his concussions and that, it, it, you know, it, things just kind of snowballed yeah. and went downhill with, with every aspect of For sure. him being a flyer. So um, it's tough to say. I mean, I would say, like, it, when you're living in that time, that's it, a pretty good it was deal. A great, like, yeah. this guy was a, an, an elite, not that Fopa wasn't. Yeah. Obviously, Fopa was, but Eric was just. A total game changer. Yeah, yeah, and 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 as you mentioned, like his size, his dominance on the ice, his, oh his explosiveness, God. his power, his toughness. I mean, Broad Street Bullies, Flyers, Orange and Black. It just yeah. like it just it seemed to be a perfect fit. Yes, yes. As he started getting banged up, there things kind of crumbled, but that was unpredictable. That's not about the signing itself. That was just right. you know unfortunate the way things worked out. So I, I would just I can't imagine Big E not being a flyer. Yeah, you know exactly. We got another one from Angry Flyers fan, Massimo, Ooh. over on Instagram. Uh, we're going to throw it back to 2010 a little bit. Uh, do you guys remember anything from when Lappy took that shot in the face? You would probably remember more than I would. I think I was sitting yeah. in the stands that I was game, on so. the bench, yeah. He actually took two that year. but he did, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it was just scary because – Anytime any of you guys, you know, hockey's a lot. It's changed now, but when you guys get hurt, you know, it wasn't usually guys going down grabbing. Uh, but, I mean, you see it 
a slap, you know, a puck hit a guy in the face and in the area it was, first thing you're thinking, you know, he lost an eye. Oh, and, yeah. and I remember um, Lappy was saying to the trainer, like, is my eye still here? Is my, yeah. he, it, he, he didn't know. He couldn't see, obviously, because pouring blood and you get hit around the eye like that. It was, it was, you know, it kind of made you sick to your yeah, stomach, you know, yeah. and you're just so worried about him as a person. Yeah. You're not even thinking about the hockey at the time. But, uh, man, then seeing him after, like, his whole, you remember seeing him out, oh, he looked yeah. like, you know, the elephant man, yeah. you know, because his face was so distorted from all the swelling. But uh, I definitely remember it, and I just was scared for him oh, yeah. more than anything. Yeah, you know? that is scary. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I wasn't on the ice, so I, I don't really have much to say about that. But uh, certainly a scary incident. And, oh, um, God, it was awful. I know he was dealing with some some aftermath for, for quite some time. So right. I know he's, uh, he's a lot better now, but that's some scary shit. And you know, Lappy is one of those guys that like, yeah, when it's all said and done, he would probably do it, lay down and do it again. I was going to say, you, you know? know, we've, we've made light of it now because he's fine and everything was, was okay. But it'd be like, stop teaching these guys on the PK how to block shots. Cause yeah. you should not lead with your face, lead you know, with your like, face. but he was, he was willing to like, I, I remember Neil little always saying like, you, you need to be willing to get your bag run over for the team and you know lappy was one of those guys but obviously it was his face yeah. but you know he's willing to do anything to block shot and yep. help, help the team win so yep. it was scary though yeah no doubt absolute warrior all right nast we got one more i know you're trying to rush us out of here oh but, my uh, god let's this- don't talk about the fact that my business is going down because <laughs> you guys and your time limits <laughs> Uh, All right, we got one from Quinn over on Twitter, mquinn18. Nasty. In your time with the Flyers, who was a player that burst onto the scene? Someone who maybe wasn't expected to be impactful but ended up carving out a role for themselves? Wow, that's a great question. I'm really going to think about this one. You know who I'm going to say? Someone that I didn't expect because I didn't know much about him would be Matt Reed. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Reader came in as a, you know, now he was a little older for a rookie because he right. went to school later, but um, I didn't know anything about him. I think he had played a few games with the with the Phantoms a year before, maybe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but I didn't know much about him. And, and, I mean, he wasn't like an all-star, but he scored over 20 goals yeah. as a rookie. And I've that just comes to my to my head right away. And then the next is, is maybe a guy that didn't, come at the beginning of the year but Vila Leno oh yeah when right. he stepped on the ice all of a sudden you're like wait a minute why yeah, is this why guy been playing why, why is this guy <laughs> playing two has, passes Riley yeah, yeah why is he out there with Riggs getting bagged every day um he was making you better he was you know, he was, he was teaching, that's where the skill part that. of your game has come in in men's league yeah um right. no Thanks, but Billy. like Matty Reed uh Matt Reed for for someone coming in new um but then Vila would really pop out in my head um, for a guy that wasn't playing, we got in a trade, obviously. But uh, he came out; he just went nuts. Obviously, when yeah. he got put with with uh, Danny and Hartnell, they just they were. I mean, they were kind of our top line. If you really want to look at the numbers, they were putting the most points yeah. up, I think. Um, but uh, yeah, that would be my answer. A little disappointed, now. I thought you were going to say number thirty-two. Well, your first shift was unreal. <laughs> Ran my, first, Sean my, Hill. First, my first 10 show my first 10 strides yeah, yeah. oh my god I'm never, that could have worked out more perfect for you but uh, uh yeah no i would say those two guys really if i sat down and thought about it longer maybe i could think of something else but those two come to mind yeah i like those picks for sure all right we good 
Well, That's you guys are. <laughs> Debo's going for a nap. Baller's going to edit, yeah, and you're go going grind to some wheels. You, you grind I, some wheels. I won't even get them all done now. Well, I can help you out. I got more people. You hear them? <laughs> Join it. Come on in. Join the bring pod. <laughs> bring, bring it down. Bring it down. <laughs> all right. Uh, we're good. Episode ninety six in the books. Be follow sure us. Follow us. Subscribe and tune in next week for episode ninety seven. Thanks, knuckleheads. Thank you. Acast powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.